Du lytter nå til et opptak fra Lys og Salt Online, som blev arrangert juni 2020 av Kristen Nettverk og Kristens Fellesskap i Norge. Du vil finne mer stoff fra konferansen på lysosalt.no. Følg oss gjerne på Facebook, Instagram eller abonner på vårt nyhetsbrev på lysosalt.no. God fornøyelse! Well, praise the Lord. It's good to see you again today. And to know that this is the day the Lord's made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. Again, I want to thank you as leaders for inviting me to speak to everyone in the churches in Norway. My friendship goes back a long time with Brother Norloff, uh, Brother Erling, Brother Terrier, Per Eric, Per Anna, Anna himself, and many, many other brothers that I've got to know there, and many sisters too. You've been great supporters of my wife and myself over these years, and for that we thank you. And that's why today, when I come to you to speak the Word of God, I believe that I'm going to speak to you the second part of the, of the, the messages that I've brought, the first part we've heard already, about how God's Word stands sure and true to all of us, no matter uh, what happens, no matter what the circumstances, what God has said will come to pass. Now, the second part of the message that I want to give to you is found in the same scripture that we read the last time. But today I want to read it from a different version of the Bible. It's the Revised Standard Version. So if we could turn to the same chapter as we read last time, 2 Kings chapter 7, and if we could read the following verses from verse 3 following. So I'll read it from the New Revised Standard Version, 2 Kings 7 from verse 3 following. Now there were four leprous men outside the city gate who said to one another, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say, let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we shall also die. Therefore, let us desert to the Aramean camp. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the Aramean camp. But when they came to the edge of the Aramean camp, there was no one there, no one there at all. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, the king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to fight against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp just as it was and fled for their lives. When these leprous men had come to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent, ate and drank, carried off silver, gold and clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried off things from it, and went and hid them. Then they said one to another, What we are doing is wrong. This is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, we will all be found guilty. Therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. 
So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We went to the Aramean camp, but there was no one to be seen or heard there. Nothing but the horses tied, the donkeys tied, and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out and proclaimed it to the king's household. The king got up in the night and said to his servants, I'll tell you what the Arameans have prepared against us. They know that we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide themselves in the open country, thinking, when they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. One of his servants said, Let some men take five of the remaining horses, since those left here will suffer the fate of the whole multitude of Israel that have perished already. Let us send them and find out. So they took two mounted men, and they, the king sent them after the Aramean army, saying, Go and find out. So they went after them as far as the Jordan. The whole way was littered with garments and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans, so a measure of choice meal was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley, for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Now yesterday we read the whole story based upon the word that Elisha had said. 24 hours from this word that I'm giving you, the famine will have gone, you will all be able to eat and have plenty. And we pointed to the fact that what God says will come to pass and it did come to pass as the word of the Lord was spoken. That is entirely from God's point of view. Here is God saying something, and God says, in him saying it, it's already done. It's not a matter of whether it will be, if we, if we think it is. Do you think it will happen? No, it is done. When God says something, as far as God's concerned, that's the end of the matter. It will be as he spoke. However, if faith is only based upon what he says, then oftentimes it can be just hanging there in thin air. God expects us to work together with him. He gives us a promise. Some people believe the promise of God, that are there, but they don't mix it with faith. And therefore the promises of God profit them nothing. It wasn't like that in Romans 4 when we read about Abraham. Abram was a man who, at 100 years old, coming up to her, he suddenly is told the promise of God, you're going to have a son. He considered his own body, basically saying, I'm past the, past the time of producing a child from my body. And he looked at Sarah and said, the time is past for her as well. But he believed the promise of God. He considered his situation, he considered that of his wife, but the promise of God overrode all those things. And it says he grew strong in faith when he considered and looked at the promises of God. You will gain strength when you confess the promises of God, live in the promises of God, walk out the promises of God, because they will come to pass. It may not come immediately, but it will happen. Why? Because God said it. And because you take that promise and mix it with your faith. People say, it's an impossibility. 
Jesus said, all things are possible if you believe. Now, here was a situation with four lepers. They'd been sitting there for quite some time. And somewhere, they got wind of the fact that there's a prophet speaking the word of God. But in themselves, they thought, we're sitting here, very natural men. We are dying anyway. Well, let's make a move. We're not accomplishing here just talking to ourselves about death and famine and disease and inadequacies and lack. We just keep going round and round each other. The four of us just talk about that all the time and we come to the same conclusion, there's no answer. Then somebody thought, and one of them thought, there's a possibility. The invading army that's coming against us, they've got all the resources, all the supplies, they can meet every need that we have. So, if we're going to die here, we might as well surrender to them. And if we die, it's just the same as if dying here. But they might take pity on us. They might show some mercy on us. If we go to them and they might give us food. So they decided to move. Sometimes we do things not because of a faith factor in our life. It's just a factor of we just believe this is the most appropriate thing to do in this situation. And for a believer, it's important to know that God orders the steps of a righteous man. Sometimes you make a move, and these men moved in the twilight. Now, this is a very interesting thing, that at the same time they took a move, in the camp of the Arameans, the Arameans were hearing a sound of many chariots, and many horsemen. And in that sound they thought, they thought, that two opposing armies were coming against them. And they fled in total fear. Didn't care about what tents they had, didn't care what their gold they had, what silver they had, what, f what food they had, what uh, clothing they had. They were just petrified and run. But there were no armies there. All it was, eight feet of four men walking. They sat out in the twilight, four lepers, eight feet, four men, producing a sound of armies and legions. God sets in operation at times his forces to go to work when we take action. You see, faith and works go together for you and me in, my, in our Christian lives. They go together is this. Faith has to be expressed. It's not I sit back and say, God's going to do it. He says, be a co-worker with me. Work together with me on this. My word is true. It will come to pass. But if you want to see it come to pass, if you really want to see it and taste the fruit of it, you've got to get up and you've got to go. And they went and they found armies had fled. 
They went into various tents and they ate all the food, they drank the wine. They picked up the silver and they picked up the gold and went to bury it, came back, got some more things and buried it. But, unlike so many other people, they said, what we are doing is wrong. Uh, what was wrong in it? Well, what was wrong? There's a whole lot of other people there that, of our family and of our people who have no understanding of the truth that they're really free. They're still locked up in a prison, but they're prisoners. We want them to be free. We have to go and tell them. And these four lepers, who had been ostracized from their people because of their leprosy, now decide, you put us away, but we're not putting you away. We're coming back to give you, quote, the good news, if you want, the gospel. We want you to hear the good news. You're really free. You don't need to be in that prison. My brother and sister today, we have an opportunity because we know of the freedom of the gospel to communicate with so many people who are locked up in themselves, locked up in their mind, locked up in their spirit, locked up in heart, locked up in their emotions, locked into their fears. But we've got the opportunity to share with them a gospel that set us free. And we have to go. This is what you go into all the world and preach the gospel. He would say, we can't go anywhere. We're in a lockdown. No. You can pick up a telephone. You can communicate through a mail, through a text, through Facebook, through a WhatsApp. So many ways of communicating, but communicate with people. Just tell them, speak to them. You're alive. Express joy, encouragement to them. But you want them to have what you've got. That's freedom and fullness of life. We have to be co-workers to God. We've got to do something to see our miracle. It was many, many years ago now that I was in a particular meeting in a, in a crusade and during the, after, the end, after the end of the meeting, there was a prayer line and I was ministering with some brothers. And one of the brothers said to me and said, would you go over to that far corner there? There's a, a man there with, uh, he seems to be, got somebody in a wheelchair there. So I said, fine. And I went over and there was a young man who was standing behind the wheelchair and there's a, a lady in the wheelchair who turned out to be the young man's mother. So I said, I've just come to pray for you and... Uh, so I said to the lady, I said, what's the problem? And she said, well, I've been in this chair for so many years. I said, oh, but then her son spoke up. He said, I live from here, he said, over a hundred miles away, and God told me to bring my mother here. And God told me that if I brought her here to be prayed for, my mother and I would wheel this chair out of, the, out of this auditorium. And the moment he said that, faith came to my life. Faith came to me. I looked at this lady, just took her by the hands, and said, Have God spoken to you? She said, Yes, God. I said, Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of this chair and walk. It had nothing to do with me as such. This young man had spoken his word of faith. He had activated, he brought his mother in his car come all this way and suddenly 
I help this lady and she stands up. Then she just walks a little and then they both into joy, as you would be if you'd been in a chair for all so long. And they wheeled out, wheeled that chair out and walked together out of that auditorium. It was a number of months later. I hadn't seen them since that meeting. I didn't even know who they were. But I was going into the Midlands of England uh, to speak at a church uh, meeting. And uh, I got to the door of this building and this, there was a young man there. He said, hello, nice to see you again. I said, I'm sorry, I haven't. I've never been here before. Yes, he said, it's not really nice to see you and opened the door for me and, and I went and as I got in, there was a lady standing there, very bright, very happy. Oh, she said, it's so nice to see you. I said, well, it's good to be here. And she said, it's good to see you again. I said, I'm sorry, I don't think we've ever met. Oh, yes, she said, we have met. Uh, and suddenly through the door, this young man came in and stood by the lady. And I looked at him and thought, I've seen these people before. And the young man said, we gave our wheelchair away to Oxfam, a charity in England. And he said, my mother's perfectly well, and we are very happy, and we are more than happy to see you. I was elated and thrilled. That miracle took place because a young man heard something from God, and he took it by faith, and he activated it. He acted on the word of God. Now yesterday, or the last time we spoke, it was simply, this is what God says and it will happen. But God wants us to participate in the promises that he's given to us. These four lepers took his word, went to see this, this army, found nobody there, enjoyed all the blessings from going there with food and everything else. But they said, we can't keep it to ourselves. The church has got to come away from being ostracized and locked into its own prison. We have to, get pe we have to be people who are moving into a world to reach the, the lost, to reach people that are suffering, to reach people who are hurting, that they too can find, just like us, there's life, there's hope, there's a future. I want to encourage you all in Norway because I know of the prophecies that God spoke many, many years ago that still have not yet been fulfilled in their totality. Norway is going to be a nation full of lights, of God's presence and God's works. No matter what you see in society, whether it's been the increase of immorality, the increase of drugs, the increase of lawless breakdown or whatever, those are the circumstances where I believe the promises of God. Go to some of your leaders today. They are there with you, the same men that heard the same words I have for Norway. Sit down with them and say, could you tell us what God spoke to us for as a nation? And then take those words and say, then we must go and share it with people that don't know this. Because there are greater days ahead of us. And it's time for us to spoil the enemy, to bind the strong man, to set people free, to take his goods and his treasures. For God simply says, I want the church to know the wealth of the nations coming to it. It's been good talking with you. 
I want God to bless you. And I want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for what you've done in the nation of Norway. I want to thank you for what you've done for its people. I want to thank you for the church that you've caused to grow there. And today I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, to refresh your people, give them boldness of heart, anoint them by your Spirit, that they will always be able to say, greater is he within us than anything we face without, and that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything that we can imagine or ask for, according to the power of your Spirit within us. Bless your people, heal the sick, fill people with your Spirit, save people who do not know you, let them come to Jesus today. That is what my prayer is, and I thank you for hearing this prayer in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you, and have a good day and a good few other days besides. Amen.